0: Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here is your host Uwe Dockhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest, you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sounds good? Okay, here we go. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Candice Gottlieb-Clark. How are you doing, Candice, and where are you hanging out right now?
1: <laughs> I am doing very well. A little tired. It was a long night, but a um, long day actually yesterday, but I'm doing very well. I am in beautiful Denver, Colorado, and we have you know the beginning of spring. It's gorgeous outside, and I'm happy to to be on this uh, vlog vlog with you today.
0: Wonderful. So Candice Godley clark is an author, international keynote speaker, and the founder and CEO of Dynamic Team Solutions. She and her team are experts in creating healthy workplace relations. I think your mission to take business leaders to the next level is just remarkable. So I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Candice.
1: Thank you. And it's such a pleasure to be here and to be in the good company of not just you, but your historical um, archives of great people that you have been interviewing over the years.
0: Well, that's a nice way to put it. (laughs) Thank you for that. I appreciate it very much. All right. So let's dive right in. So the first thing I'd like to know is who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face?
1: Ah, Great question. Um, Well, I work with businesses, most of whom find us when they're in a moment of crisis. So they have Um, a level of conflict that's gotten out of control. They have um, some collapse in what's happening in their organization. They're losing people, or they have a problem child employee who's valuable, but is creating so much disruption that there's concerns of, um, you know, not just complaints, but of legal and, uh, you know, issues that are going to be financially concerning. So most of the time they find us when they're in crisis, but my ideal client is really one that comes back or finds us because they have a proactive interest in developing a healthy culture and in really having that awareness of their limitations with it. So they want to invest, they want to look for a person, in my case, not just a person, but an organization that supports and creates an architectural, you know, element for that purpose. And so some of the uh, initiatives that we've worked on where there's that proactive are ones where, um, and this is a recent client that we've been working with for a year on this particular initiative, is one on diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know they, they had that value. They knew we had that backbone within us. And they said, please help us. We know we have this goal, but we don't want it to be a check the box. We're doing these things. We want to have a different culture. And we don't know how to get there and we need support. And so that's one of them. You know, We have another organization that has partnered with us to provide ongoing conflict management support because often the internal team either doesn't have the skills or doesn't have the time or just doesn't have the trust to be able to do those things. So areas where we can really impact an organization is where we are most thrilled to be partnering with the organizations we serve.
0: Wonderful. And I love that you put it that it's it's not just a turn on the switch and uh, it's done deal. It's a culture. It's kind of like a garden. You have to uh, cultivate it and uh, you have to nurture it. And so it takes some time to get to that point. And so uh, in these and uh, situations when you want to be proactive, as you just mentioned, so, um, you know, assuming we are all human still, right? Uh, what are common mistakes your clients typically make when trying to solve that kind of problem?
1: Unfortunately, most of the time, I think it's because of that lack of time, lack of skill, but they try and shortcut it by giving a directive, by creating a policy change, by giving a performance evaluation that says, make these changes. Most of the time, um, people are very geared toward doing the right thing, and they're doing their best, and they're stuck. They don't know how to move past where they are. And so the mistake they make is just stopping with that and then looking at it as a problem when the person can't reach that shift. Or when the culture isn't changing magically, when there was a change in policy. Um, You know, I recognize that businesses are really great at what they do. And in turn, consultants like myself are very good at what we do. We know how to turn the tide. There isn't, you know, the same knowledge base in all of us for the same things. And so recognizing that they can actually make the changes they want, but they need to get some support to get there, I think is really what would be an eye-opener for some of them to realize, yes, you have skills in this but it's not enough. It's not that it's not possible, it's that it's not enough. Um, I'd say the other common mistake is, and this comes back to really a a core part of what I really strive to teach, the organizations that bring us on, but also in my own speaking engagements and so forth. And it's that um, it, it has to do with accountability. So many organizations think accountability and leaders really think accountability is the responsibility of the individual contributor, um, the potential for it. But truly, it comes down to what their direct line supervisor or even organization has done in terms of providing two things, which is control and responsibility. If you don't have both of those, you cannot be accountable. You know, you can't be accountable for something you have no responsibility for, Because chances are somebody else does have that responsibility and will make the changes. And if you don't have the control over it, which is often the problem, you simply cannot institute change or action no matter how responsible you try to be.
0: So there's always more to that. Uh, I totally get it. So before I ask Candace, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Candace, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that
1: kind of issue? Um, something I teach in my book, I think you can probably see my book behind me, find fix, fill your leadership gap. It's, it's about the principle of role clarity and I bring it down to a piece of even how you hold meetings and most meetings are a reporting in the whole team gets together, whether it's virtual or in person, they report on what they've done. They report on what's maybe next. And that's sort of where it stops. And I've been in countless meetings where that's what happens. And I can speak for probably 90% of people out there it's frustrating, it's boring, it feels like a waste of time and it doesn't build anything better. But what really does is if you shift that and make it instead a place where the intention of those meetings is bringing to the team where you're stuck and where you need help. And every member of the team contributes that information and before you move on to the next person, you are soliciting the help from that group. So everyone's now a contributor in the end results. Everybody feels invited and engaged in the the aspects of what their team is doing, even if it isn't something they're normally directly involved in. And the team can see where you're struggling and provide support. It starts to build not only a better level of cohesion, but more trust. It resolves more conflicts. It's really such a key and important shift. And the clients I brought this up to that have done it said they couldn't believe how easily their team adopted that as their style.
0: It's fascinating how how easy it is, just uh, you know, by asking uh, for help, and people are kind of like, you know, they they want to help, and so getting to to these outcomes uh, is not magic, <laughs> so so to speak. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing these wonderful insights and. Uh, that people can get into action with that. So, I also want to give you the platform and share uh, to share where people can find you, but also what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that might help with that, but also in a broader sense.
1: Okay. And those two actually sort of go hand in hand. So, um, on my website, which is dynamicteamsolutions.org, um, also dynamicteamsolutions.com, or connected to both, um, is my blog. And on the blog, I have Long ancestry of articles. I'd call people to my two most recent, which are managing mismatched expectations and um resolving conflict. Get your hands untied. Um, those are my two most recent ones. In each article I write, I, I call to some specific steps you can do and and point out specific things that you should consider. So it really becomes actionable information. Hopefully it's also got a level of uh, you know, interest and um connection for the reader. That's what I always strive for. And if you want to simply be a person that gets my newsletter, um, you can text um, request to be on my newsletter. And that is by texting the letters DTS for Dynamic Team Solutions to 42828. And you can be dropped right into my newsletter list, which goes out twice a month and offers these articles as well as information on where I might be speaking and other current events that are important to people in the world of work.
0: Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Of course, we put all the links in the show notes and uh, technology is fantastic, right? <laughs> so what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience?
1: Um, tell me about your book. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I tend to think that's a great question. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> okay. Um, well, my book, as you can see, is based on um, 20 years of work consulting and, and really educating teams, and leaders. And in those years, I've been able to distill down what are the three pillars of leadership that are absolutely essential to create a successful, healthy team and therefore a productive and high-performing organization. And those three are what I would refer to as a three-legged stool because none of them can be weak without the other two being damaged. And I'll just share what those three pillars are. Somebody can easily get my book, and there are two free chapters available via Amazon. Um, Unfortunately, they're not the meatiest parts. They're more about the ancestry of why the book came to be. But um, the three pillars are trust. And it's not as simple as what most books share. I get into the very much into the detail, what's missing and what to build when it comes to trust, Um, because it's the reciprocation between the team. And much like that role, clear, that piece of the um, meetings I brought up that builds trust on the team with each other when you're showing that vulnerability and sharing your problem and inviting in other people's solutions, you know, these all tie in. So trust the second one is role clarity, making sure the team understand their role, their interrelation, and that the leader likewise recognizes what their role is. Big hint, most leaders totally don't know. <laughs> they don't see what I have seen for 20 years of what's missing. And the third thing is conflict management. If you aren't managing conflict and that is part of the role clarity piece, that's one of the three key things a leader needs to recognize as their role. Managing conflict, it's going to happen on your team. It's inevitable especially if you have really enthusiastic, you know, high-powered people, they're going to have different opinions at times. You have to help them process through conflict, mm. not avoid it. And so that's the third part. If any of them is weak, it collapses. So I highly recommend um, leaders read this, would-be leaders read this. And I've actually had some people tell me that it managed, helped them manage some big differences in their personal life, particularly the parts on trust. So I just think it's really a valuable resource. I hope your readers find it interesting.
0: Absolutely. I find it interesting very much. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. Of course, we put everything in the show notes. So this already brings me to my final question. It's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why?
1: Um, You know, I'd have to say the most recent time was about a week ago during my daughter's attendance at her middle school dance. And she had not been, I got chills just as I'm saying that. Um, she had not been able to attend it in sixth grade due to COVID. And then in seventh grade, it was the same weekend as her bat mitzvah. She couldn't be there. So she was really eager to go, but she's also had some friendship issues over the the last few years. And she feels insecure about where she stands with her friends, and you know it causes her a lot of anxiety, and so my husband and I drove her to the school, and we brought her there, and I said, "Okay, you know we're going to take pictures of her with her one close friend that's that's planning to meet her out front and not only was that friend out front and came to run to greet her, but then three other girls jumped up and waved and shouted and gave her like this huge welcome. And another one ran over to give her a hug. And it just made me beam with, with just joy for her that she felt so accepted and so loved at an event she was really looking forward to and was nervous about.
0: Mm, beautiful, wonderful. Having the shivers also. <laughs> thank you for yeah. that. So thank you for sharing uh, this wonderful experience uh, uh, with your with your loved ones. And also thank you for sharing this beautiful goosebumps moment. And um, for our conversation, it was a pleasure talking to you, Candice. And I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today.
1: Thank you, Uve, It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you again for inviting me to be on your show.
0: It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening, and as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at
1: uve.corn.com.